Hello and welcome to Miss Bossy Boots, keeping it real for women in business. My name is Stacey Morgan. I'm the principal of Port Macquarie Performing Arts and joining me is the managing director of Dragonfly, <laughs> Dragonfly <laughs> Marketing, Dana Hilston. Good morning. How are you, Stace? I'm good. I was just giggling because we are up to episode 87. Can you even, can you even? Can you even? I can't. Do you know, though, actually part of me says, is it only 87? Because we've been doing this for nearly three years, Stace. So for me, I'm like, shouldn't it be episode 300? We've been doing a lot of these, but yes, it's very exciting to be moving towards a milestone. Absolutely. How are you, Jane? What's going on in your world? Oh, good. I've got to, um, I've got to, because Stace and I record this via Zoom. So um, it's like 5.45 in the morning and I've been working on filing um, this morning. Yes. Did everybody hear that? Jane's been up since 4am filing. Filing. Can but you think like of anything worse? Strangely cathartic and addictive. So what I've got to stop myself doing, um, Stace, is drifting back to my filing because now I'm like, oof, like I am on a roll here. I feel like I'm getting so organised. This so is so out of your personality break. style, Jane. I don't understand. I know what's going on. What is going on? Normally that we just leave that for the the C personalities in our life that like I know There's order like, and must structure be my and element of C that I'm yeah. going. Ah, this is just so cathartic. I think it's like though, you know, when you when you're in the mood and you and the mood strikes you to go and clean out a room or clean out a cupboard. I was about to like, say your undie drawer. Yeah, like you yeah. never, ever, ever feel like it, but then all of a sudden you do and yeah. you're like, yes, I'm going to do it. And then you do it and you're like, why didn't I do this before? You know, this is so good. And then you've got the clean undie drawer and you're like, this is awesome. I'm going to do this all the time. And then you ride that wave, Jane, ride it. <laughs> yes, I'm going to. What about you? How are you this morning? Well, when this episode goes to air, I will be in America with all of my students doing our America tour, dancing down Main Street, USA at Disneyland. And that is super exciting. So everything in our world currently is moving at a high pace in that direction. Yeah. Um, But I wanted to, I wanted to say my favorite thing, and this Mm -hmm. is really lame, um, but we... Henry is two, yeah. just turned two, and we, in the lead up to this big trip, because we didn't want to have to get cots everywhere that mm. we stay, because we're staying in several different places, yes. we just wanted him to just, you know, jump in a bed with the kids and rock and roll. So, like, back in November, we started moving, like, transitioning him to a big boy bed. Yes. And we are finally there. We are finally oh. at the point where he, you know, you know that stage you go through where they... You can put them in the bed, but then they are running around the room and they're playing with their toys <laughs> and they're, you know, hitting their brother on the face with a cricket bat. <laughs> and you, like bedtime just becomes this long, drawn out pain. Yes, but it's only fleeting generally, isn't it? As they embrace the excitement of freedom at bedtime yes. and, and embrace the concept that they can finally join the circus that is, you know, the siblings' bedtime. Yes, and they're all in the same room. 
um, oh, really? for us. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so they all, yeah. it's, it's party time. Down uh, there. But we've, we've finally got him to the point where it's, he knows where the bed is, he knows it's his bed, he can walk himself to it, get in, put the covers on. And it's like a little victory. So that's, that's yeah. my win for the week. And, um, and I think too also I remember just celebrating each time that we could not, that we could kind of drop off an item from the travel pack. Yeah. And, and I agree like the, you know, having to lug or organise a, a port on overseas trip, that was not something that we ever had to do. We, we never took overseas trips when the kids were really little, hence why we're on, a, on an absolute mission to take them all now. Um, but like when we used to go away, having to pack the porticot, the nappies, the high chair, the pram, yeah. and like every single time we could drop an item off because we'd moved on from the third child, we were like, yes, you know, yeah. and now we just feel so nimble when we go away, except having said that, we kind of replaced a lot of the prams and the and the um, porticots, et cetera, for like skateboards and bikes and surfboards yeah. <laughs> and all the rest. So it kind of never goes away. But yeah, it's uh, it's stuff that they can all carry themselves, and that's a win. At the, in the, that's in a win. Yeah, I'm selling the cot, selling the change table, sold one yeah. of the prams. Yeah, liberating. Spring, so liberating. Yeah. Um, okay, well, my favourite thing, this week we posted in the Miss Bossy Boots um, group um, and, and it's a video. Look, I think it's actually been released by something called Girl, Girl, Girl which or Girls, 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 which I'd never heard of. I'm not exactly sure who's responsible for it. Um, but there's, it's a video with Cynthia Nixon and it's the video is titled, it's a bit of an, like a kind of artistic um, creation um, and it's called Be a Lady They Said and it's almost like a prose or a poetry um, that, that Cynthia Nixon is narrating um, to a backdrop of, of images but it's all about the pressure that um, women feel and she talks about, you know, be a lady they said, be skinny, you know, don't be too skinny, don't be too fat, don't be too athletic, don't be too strong, don't be too weak, don't show you Don't eat too much. Don't eat too much, but don't eat too little. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So my goodness, and you sit there when you watch it in its entirety, you kind of relate to every single thing that she says in terms of the don't eat too much or you're not eating enough. Um, because you think, yep, I've heard all of those yep. in my lifetime, all of those echo. Like it's not like I sit there and go, oh, half of, you know, no, that's not me. I've never heard half of that. You have heard every single one um, of the things that, that she she mentioned. So um, I know it's been, this is, this will be obviously about four weeks on for, from, um, from having posted that video, but it, I have seen it quite a bit circulating on Facebook. So I think the, the message is really resonating there and it's just another piece that I think is joining this this momentum of of content and almost uprising of of females um at the moment who are really kind of just um I guess pushing the issue um with with equality and that equality could be you know equal pay or it could be you know fighting against the the um, violence against women movement um, there's so many things that I think there's there's a real uprising at the moment, but it's a gentle groundswell, and I think that's just a really important piece of 
content. And the other thing that I, I really, um, I guess, love about this kind of content is that it's, it's so embraced, like it goes so viral and you can see it's all that the, the reaction of women is almost visceral. So it's resonating with, with, with females, meaning that this, this stuff's real. Do you know what I mean? Like this stuff, it's not like half of the women, as I said, are just going, oh, yeah, that doesn't really relate to me. Oh, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like people yeah. picking up on all of this and going, yes, you know. So I played it to Heath on Tuesday. Yeah. Because I first saw it and I was like, this is epic. And I yeah. played it to him and I just to play it to him to be like, <laughs> you don't get this, but here we go. And he, <laughs> you know, he was, he understood. And then on Wednesday we had dinner in a, in a group of friends and there was somebody at the table that said, um, have you seen so-and-so? She, um, she used to be this, but now she's this. Can you believe this? Like, and just almost paraphrase the video, not, not because of the video, because of that was the dialogue that she was bringing to the table. And I looked at Heath and said, um, you're too fat. You're too skinny. God, yeah. can't you eat something? Yeah. And, and he was like, holy hell. <laughs> yeah. Like there it is. Yeah. Like a day later, 24 hours later, there it is and in, in real life. And he said that that comment would have normally just kind of. Absolutely. Slid across and he would never have even, even though it grated me. Yeah, and, because and always we, would grate me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But then I was able to re- like to share that with him and he See? was like, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's really powerful. One of the um comments in the Miss Bossy Boots podcast group um was this is such a strong message. It was um from Shell Ray. Thanks for joining in on the conversation, everybody that did. Um Shell Ray who said brilliant, wouldn't would would be great to see on mainstream and become louder. And look, I 100% agree with that comment because I think, you know, it, 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 at, whilst it's gaining large momentum and exactly to your point, it's gaining large momentum within women, but we're the converted, you know, we, you don't need to preach to, to the converted. We get yeah. it. We understand this. It's great that there's content out there that's articulating our voice um, and that's that's been um, created in a way that entertains people, so that they can articulate, you know, sorry, so that they can kind of understand the messaging there. Um, but it's it's when it's when it's still restricted to that female platform, you know, the message isn't spreading to the people that it needs to. So it's you know doing things like you've done and taking that actively to to Heath and going here, you know, what do you think? Um, that actually helps to spread that that message wider. But you know, to her point, wouldn't you love to see that played in the middle of the Super Bowl or that played oh. in the middle of the NRL Grand Final or State yeah. of Origin or you know those sorts of mainstream media channels? That's where that message that is where that message needs to get to. Yeah, absolutely. So that was my favourite thing. Good favourite thing, Jane. I like it. Now you've been texting me like <laughs> ad nauseum with <laughs> topics for Miss Bossy Boots because you must have had a, a fortnight. <laughs> so I know it's quite so bizarre. Isn't so it? you're choosing today's topic. What are we talking about? So today we're actually talking Tell about that gut feeling. So 
this could be this is this is not necessarily always um, a negative gut feeling, but it's that gut feeling when you Instinct, know something is intuition. right. That's exactly right. Where you know something's right, or if you know something's wrong, or perhaps you can't actually understand what it is that your gut's trying to tell you, or your intuition is trying to tell you, but you can viscerally feel something, physiologically feel something. Um, I had an experience of that this month. I, um, I'll give you the backstory so, so you kind of know where the origin of this topic comes from. So this month um, and the last, actually the last three months, I've really been working very hard on putting a plan together to, to, to scale my business. And, uh, you know, having learnt various and many lessons in the past, um, I feel like I've kind of, um, I guess, probably got to a position where, where I'm a little bit more focused and I have the benefit of hindsight to be able to put, put a fairly decent plan together for growth. I've taken on a full-time um, staff member now. So it's like, okay, this is real. I've actually got to pay two salaries now, you know, get your stuff together. Anyway. Three months, I've been working very hard on, on this plan and I'd gone a certain direction with this plan. I had gone really, really niche on a particular industry that I was planning to, to service. So um, built a product um, and built a plan and was targeting it towards one particular industry. And so everything that I'd done in my planning had focused on this. So when obviously I start doing marketing planning, one of the first things I will do is um, create a target persona um, for, you know, who is it? Who's the decision maker? Who do I need to actually pitch my product, to, et cetera, et cetera, to? So I've gone to great lengths to actually um, create this target, target persona. Um, and then obviously during the planning process, so much of the um, thinking around, well, how is this going to work? How am I actually going to get business in the door? How am I going to, you know, do the pitch, et cetera, et cetera. Was for that person. Was for that person, was for that industry. And yep. along the way, I had little niggles, little niggles and little, mm, this isn't, no, I don't think this is, this is right. Um, Oprah says it starts as a whisper. Yeah, And then it's a tap on the shoulder and yes. then it's a bus in the street. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so right. That's exactly yeah. what happened. Exactly what happened. So there was this whisper, whisper, whisper. But we know how strong the brain is. We know how strong our logic can be. So every single time my logic was going, look at the plan. Look at the plan. The money's on the table. It's commercial. This is, like, this is a no-brainer. It's yeah. here. And it's funny because not only the internal whispers, but just things weren't going to plan. It, and, and at one point I remember thinking, it's like the universe is trying to tell me something with this. But I was like, no, Jane, suck it up, keep going, you know, persistence. Like this is just business. Things go wrong all the time or things don't go your way all the time. Run at the mountains, you know, da, 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 da. Anyway, kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. Then I had lunch with a... Um, I guess he's like a kind of quasi mentor and he, and I'd gone to him with six questions. Okay. You know, he, <laughs> ladies okay, and gentlemen, that's what lunch with Jane is like. <laughs> I've gone to him with six questions. Yeah. 
agenda. Yeah, so let's let's not waste time. Yeah. Um, six questions, and I pre-forwarded them because he's someone who likes to think and and plan. And I'd pre-forwarded them. And one of the questions was, okay, if I'm going to scale this business, if I'm going, like if I was to go from one employer, sorry, one employee to five employees over the next six months, you know, what are all the things that I need to get in place? Now, I was expecting him because he's obviously, I think he's got about, I don't know, 15 or so staff and he's built that. Um, so I thought, no, he'll have all the lists, all the lists of all the things that I need to do. You know, things like get your filing in order. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cash flow, make sure you've got cash flow. You know, perhaps I was expecting to have this, um, you know, do your recruitment avatars. You know, who are the people that you want on your team? Um, I just thought it would be kind of planning and process and that sort of stuff. Anyway, he said to me, um, I said, okay, what are the six things? What are the five things I need to get in order? And he was like, you just need to know your why. I said, what? And he said, you just have to have a why behind what you're doing here, what the, the, the purpose and the industry and the business that you're building. I said, oh, no, I don't have a why for this. I have a why for marketing. I said, I don't have a why for this. In fact, I hate this industry. I can't stand this industry. <laughs> I, in fact, oh. there's nothing, there is nothing that aligns with me personally that I could ever develop a why around like this is not this is purely commercial and you're saying all this out loud oh out loud and it surprised me like to the point where it was almost venom coming out of my mouth like it 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 created such a visceral reaction that I was like oh whoa 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 where where did that come from anyway as the logic kind of crept in I was like, yeah, no, there's no why here. I guess, and I was like, but I, I, th- I th- could find a why. Like I could, I, could, I could probably come up with a why that I could tap in. And, and that's exactly what I did. So the next day I was like, found it. Yeah, good. Got it. I, I've, I've come Tick. to, an, yeah, I've come to, come to um, a why that I'm happy with. And it, kind of, and it does relate to my other why. And I can probably just infer it onto this why. It's like, oh, good. Yep, great. You know, moving on. And then over the next couple of days, there was a series of events that that happened and that bus that Oprah describes came screeching in from nowhere. So the actual physiological feeling that I had, and it was after a particular job that I was working on and I realised that that why that I'd clutched at straws was just not going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. It was my why, but it was certainly not this industry's why. It should be, but it's not. Um, and I was never going to change that. So my body almost, it went into to shutdown. Now, the other, the other thing that I think is probably relevant mentioning here is I have been on FebFast this month, so, um, which means that I haven't had any alcohol since um, January 31st. Now, why that is relevant is because generally when I start going into these um, these periods of when the bus Spins. comes rolling yeah. in, <sighs> that's, that feeling is very, very, very uncomfortable. And so my coping mechanism around that is to go and pour a glass of wine. Now, not at midday, but, you know, at the end of that day at 6 o'clock, I'm like, oh, you know, I really need this gin and tonic or I really need this glass of wine tonight. And I only need one and that's enough just to relax, but it's enough to take that uncomfortable feeling away. Now, the danger of that 
is that you're not leaning into that discomfort and being curious about that and going, but why am I feeling so uncomfortable? Because you've just taken it away and you just have to deal with it the next day. Yeah. So that for me, I was forced into sitting in that discomfort. I can't tell you how freaking uncomfortable that was. So I had, it's not like a feeling of throwing up, but it's that feeling of dread. You know, when you've just got dread, I guess it's around the heart area and you've just, and the gut, I guess it literally is that gut just going dread. I couldn't speak. Like I literally couldn't speak. I was so cranky. Like my whole family were like, what's wrong? What's wrong? You know, you seem really, and I couldn't articulate it because I was like, I I don't know (laughs) what's wrong. I don't know, but I, I can't speak. I can't smile. I can't like everything just feels like it's caving in. You know, I'm so, I'm sitting in this discomfort and all I want to do is get the hell out. Like I yeah. just, I hate this feeling and I don't know the way out. And like, you just have to sit there in it. Yep. <laughs> and so then I go back to my yin yoga um, training, which is, well, I'm not trained in it, but do you know what I mean? Like I yeah, go every that's week. that's your go-to, yep. And they say you've got to lean in to that discomfort. Just keep it is excruciating, but lean in, embrace it, be really present about where you're feeling that discomfort, and then know that you will get out the other side and it will feel better. So I was like, okay, well, I'll do that. But I was like, but how is that? Because I don't know how to get out. Like at least with yin yoga, you go, yes, it's just yes, it's uncomfortable, but in five minutes' time, I just get to physically get out of this position yeah and I know how to get out of that to stop that discomfort but this I don't know how to stop it anyway so I think it was the next day that I just went do you know what I can't this is it I can't I can't do this industry and I called um Ellie who who I work with and who who's been who's been you know part of this process and part of the planning process and there was part of me that thought, oh, gosh, you know, what am I going to say to her? Because she's just going to think, what are you doing? You know, like what you, we were so close to this. We we're, you know, we we're right here, ready to go. And you're pulling the pin, like, you know, what kind of a boss are you kind of thing? So you had all that going on as well. And she, she was just like, I am so glad you said. Oh, great. She said, honestly, it just was not sitting well with me I just you know I was I was happy to go along with it for these reasons which was the same reasons that I came up with clutching at straws yeah but she said I you know it's not something that really it's not something that really um, does much for me and I don't think I'd get a lot of intrinsic joy and then she gave this story about how she was at the Adelaide Fringe Festival because she's based in um, South Australia um she was at the Adelaide Fringe Festival and she went into this like really niche little show and I think it was like a um it was one of the performers and I think he had suffered from uh, or he had dwarfism and he had like a little show going on and it was a really intimate little show it was like in a caravan or something anyway it was a really intimate little show so there was a lot of audience interaction and the first question he flung to the audience was to her and said what do you do and she said I'm in marketing and he said oh how how do you how do you make the world a better place or something like that or do you think you make the world a better place and it had her stop and think and go oh (laughs) um 
and and she said, you know, I had all the things to say in hindsight, which is, yeah, well, with marketing, you can actually give the right organisations the voice and, you know, encourage da, 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 da. But she said all I could reference was what we were doing with this particular industry and I couldn't come up with anything. Oh, wow. So she was feeling it too on the other side of the country. And ten, honestly, I felt 10 kilograms lighter. Like after just releasing that and letting go and going, okay, that's not it and that's okay. That's three months of work. It's not like we're completely back to the drawing board. We're not because we've developed so much, but yeah. we do need to find a, a different direction. Um, but, yeah, like the immense sense of relief and, like, I, I'm sure I would have got there in the end, but I think um, being in that position where I could just really lean in and it was, it was, it was excruciating. Like I hated every minute of it, but yep. it made me actually lean in to get out of that, that situation. Yeah. So I thought, I'm sure there's so many of us that have had that, that situation. So I dropped, I did drop that note in the, um, in the, in the group and, um, and just ask people, you know, is there anybody else that has had that feeling where they've actually been able to sit there and recognise it? Because I think a lot of us have probably had that feeling. Yeah. Um, but we perhaps haven't just understood what it meant at the time or perhaps we've just not even thought about it at, at the time. And um, June Lawrence threw in a, a response. Hi, June. Shout Hi, out to June. you. Thanks for joining the conversation. From Canada. All the way from Canada, all the way from Canada. Um, and June has a dance school and she said, great question. I feel when, when she feels like she's got this bad feeling, she says she can recognise it because she feels unbalanced and she can't settle into tasks. I can also be a bit cross with people for no apparent reason. And I thought, yes, I yeah. felt all of those. Yeah. All of those. So thanks, June. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. My therapist says that um, frustration is your oil light. So mm. if you start to feel frustrated, you know that you need a checkup or you know you need some self-care time or you know you need some deep delving into that's what's going on. Frustration's the oil light. And that's... I've, oh, okay. I feel like I'm frustrated most days. <laughs> <laughs> but is it frustration that then comes out and goes to other people see for me I no. can be frustrated and and go about my day but when I see that you know I snap at the kids for not putting their shoes on yes. or for whatever that is if it if it goes externally yes I, that's a ding 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 for me I'm like oh okay yes I need to take some time so is that your your feeling? Have you have you had that feeling in your gut before with with something? Well, yeah. So my my immediate go to as you're telling the story is that when I was in my second year at university, I decided to start my own dancing school um, <laughs> because that was ultimately always my dream, and I was just impatient and I couldn't wait for. <laughs> 11 more years till Port Macquarie Performing Arts was going to come around. And I was living in Brisbane at the time. 
And so I decided to start my own little dancing school and I printed flyers on pink paper and, and mail dropped, you know, hired a church hall and mail dropped around the, um, around the, the area, like the streets around the church hall yeah, and, awesome. and had six students and enroll before the, before the year started. And I was on my family holiday um, and I was sitting in the pool and my dad was asking me about it. And I just had this overwhelming yeah. gut Uh-oh. sickness feeling of I shouldn't be doing this. And I went to the logic and went, yep. no, this is, you know, you're creating work for yourself and, yep. um, you know, self-employment and you've got these teachers lined up and you're going to do this and you've already built this. So we'll keep pushing on. Yes. And I did do it, but then I got a job in Townsville and so I had to fold it six months later anyway. So kind of all that work kind of went to waste a little bit and it, it was, yeah, it, it was, it must have been my second year of university. It must have been my last year because it, yeah, I did it. And then I, I had to stop it anyway. And it wasn't terribly fulfilling. It was a lot more hassle than it was. It was a lot more learning than it was, yes. you know, success. And so yeah. I, rem- I remember that feeling of that being the point where I could have pulled out. Yes. Not pulling out and regretting that because I didn't follow that intuition. And I, Oprah has this great episode as part of Super Soul Conversations. Um, it's from the 31st of July last year. It's called Best Life-Saving Lessons. Yeah, and it's an episode that I listen to because I quite often listen to Super Soul as I'm, you know, getting ready for bed and going to sleep. And I started listening to this, and I knew I had to go to bed, so I'm laying in bed and I'm listening to this episode about following your intuition. And when your body says something is off here, yeah, especially for women, it's yes, it's a strong, you know, they call it the gift of fear. So. It's oh, a, okay. It's a yeah. gift that can help you in life-saving situations. Yes. Um, and the episode is different people telling stories about really horrific, you know, situations. Right. People following them into their house, people, you know, holding them at gunpoint, stuff like yeah, that. okay. And how they, they listened to their intuition and they got out okay. And I'm in bed, like, eyes completely wide he comes in and goes I thought you would have been asleep an hour ago and I've like got the covers up to my nose and my eyes are completely like boggling (laughs) like what are you doing and I'm like I'm not sleeping tonight pretty much (laughs) (laughs) because I listened to this episode but really do I've listened to it a couple of times because it is that good in terms of advice and in terms of a reminder that up we might even put that in the show notes actually um that sounds that sounds really good, and and I think, I mean, my question is for you. I wonder what it was about, like, what was screaming at you to not do it? Because ultimately, this is what you have done. I mean, obviously, it was the wrong time, but it's interesting to to have such a strong scream from your body going, "No, no." Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it was Back the right concept because you're doing you're doing it now. So it wasn't like you were following something that you weren't passionate about or something that you weren't ever going to align to, but it was obviously just the wrong time and, and the universe or whoever knew that and was throwing you that, yep. that signal or you knew it, you know, you, you knew that you weren't going to be, you know, in Brisbane forever and that, you know, this was permanent and this is, this is serious, you know, yep. it's not like just taking a job at the pub 
yeah that you can just leave you know wrapping up a business and and probably understanding the gravity of well I'm getting I'm actually signing people up and they're you know signing up for kind of life kind of yeah. thing yeah and maybe I'm not here for trusting life. me and yeah, yeah exactly I think that, it was all that to that that's probably it. It, there was two and this is where I was really fortunate to actually recognize where this feeling came from because leaning into that I was like I felt this before I felt this before what does what is this I haven't felt it that bad um that often in life but twice I've felt it before and once was when I was going back into a job um that I knew that I just knew that I was I was beyond like I'd, I'd done my time there it was I was trying to go back into to recruitment knowing and the reason why was because I just knew that there was some really really good money to be made I knew how to do it I knew I could do it well yeah. commercially everything made sense yeah. everything and I was like I could do you know we could set ourselves up we can buy a house this is when we're living back in Sydney we just got back from London I was like just suck it up Jane and do it because yeah. this is this is a financially viable option for you I got there I went through all the interview processes and um, I got there on my first day. I had that feeling. I had that bus. Yep. By lunchtime, I'd, I'd gone into my um, manager at the time and I just said, I can't do this. <laughs> oh. I can't do this. I've got to go. Like yep. the, the feeling was so strong. And then the other time was when I um, was kind of trying to find my place in the marketing world, knowing that I had to be passionate about what I what I market and what I promote. Anyway, I'd just finished studying um, fashion design at, at East Sydney Tech and so I was looking for a role in fashion marketing. Yep. This one came up with this horrendous, horrendous, horrendous company um, and, the, and the boss of that company was the most despicable, disgusting man you have ever, ever met to the point, and let me just share this one story with you and this is probably, like I don't know whether it was physical revulsion um, or like a gut revulsion. One day he called me in for a meeting and he had his bare feet up on the desk. He would have been like in his 40s, late 40s at the time, had his bare feet up on the desk in his, nope. in his office. Nope, it's a no from me. And uh, picking his tinea. So oh, Jane. <laughs> it's not just the bare feet on the desk oh. picking his tinea for licking it. <laughs> what? Yes. What? This is the kind of pig that he was. Anyway, I survived that, nearly vomiting my head off. Oh. There was a few other incidences and, and, and three months later I ended up resigning. I had no job to go to. Um, I was three months pregnant with my first child but the, the feeling was just so strong. I was like, again, you know, here I'm going, Jane, this is a job in fashion. This is your start. Yes, it's, you know, really bad but you just have to stick it out for 12 months, you know, yeah. then go on maternity leave and then at least you've got a year's worth of fashion marketing experience. You can go somewhere else then. Nah. Nah. <laughs> and that's, they're the two experiences. And I went, oh, God, it's that feeling. Uh-oh, yeah. abort, abort, abort. <laughs> also, you're pregnant, so you wouldn't have been able to drink the feeling away. Yeah, that's in right. In that same situation, just like. That's exactly right. Exactly right. So, so for but, our listeners, what's, mm. the, what's the takeaway? In terms of that oh, feeling, just listen to it and yeah. lean into it. It's not just listening to it; it's it's leaning into it and being curious. 
Where is this coming from? And I guess understanding that that might take 24 hours. It might take a week, which is not, which is not a nice prospect. It's not a nice thing to kind of to really face up to. But you'll come out the other side with a much better result. Like the more we bury these intuitions, the worse off we are. You know, I think that's where a lot of resentment and, um, you know, possibly even things like mental health issues such as depression and those sorts of things compound is when we don't actually listen to what our bodies are trying to tell us and, and do something about it. And that's not always as easy to do. You know, if someone's in a, a bad situation with their marriage or bad situation with, you know, a job that they actually, you know, really, really do need to keep, um, it's not an easy one to face up to or an easy one to, to solve. But there is, you know, if I revert back to Marie, Marie Forleo, everything is figureoutable. So you can, you can absolutely get out of those things. It might just take a lot of bravery. Yep. Bravery. Step into mm-hmm. the arena. Mm, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing, Jane. I've been, <clears throat> yeah. Well, thank you for sharing, Jane. <laughs> I've been so excited to hear what all of these text messages, I mean, there's other topics and we'll talk about them in future episodes, but you've just been, um, teasing me with text messages well I, it, going, it what's like, going on in Jane's world yeah no it was almost like a little notebook of because I because we all I always think of topics and then forget so I was like right I'm just going to text it all to Stacey so I've got a point of truth that I can refer back to yeah no it's been great I um, would love to hear any other stories of intuition whether you have followed it or not followed it and what has mm-hmm. happened Um, From our listeners, please jump in the Miss Bossy Boots group on Facebook. We would love to hear from you. And if you haven't already left us a rating or review as we head up towards 100 episodes, uh, we would love to hear from you on Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a rating or review. And if you like this episode, then do a screenshot on um, your phone and post it to your Insta story and tag us. We are on Instagram at Miss Bossy Boots Podcast. Yes, please. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you to those people that have done that. There have been a few people that, that have done that recently and we really appreciate your, your shout out. Love it. Have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 